0: Welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host Manof Manji, and joining me tonight to talk all things NBA hoops is a man that needs no introduction. It's Sleepy J. Sleepy, what's going on, my friend? How you doing tonight?
1: I'm all right, man. Enjoying this uh, final semifinal game here between the Lakers and Pelicans. Going to go ahead and talk a little bit about that, but yeah, it's been a it's been a good couple of days here.
0: Yeah, it's been a fun week of hoops. I know the talk of the NBA this week was obviously, like we mentioned, the NBA uh, in-season tournament happening in Vegas right now. And um, the, obviously the Pacers did advance. We'll, we'll touch on that game a little bit later uh, in the pod. But last week, sleepy, we had a really good uh, day of picks, I guess we should say, for the pod. Uh, collectively, we went 3-1. and one. Uh, More importantly, we did hit our player prop best bet. Steph Curry over five and a half assists. That one was a sweat-free winner for us. I think that was cashed by, I want to say by halftime. That was in the books for us. So uh, another winner for us on the player prop best bet. I think that makes it, what I think, three in a row now for us. And hopefully we will continue that winning streak here uh, on the Friday card when we do give out our player prop best bet. But yeah, like I mentioned here, Sleepy, the in-season tournament winding down. Currently... Four teams in Vegas, Uh, one team did get eliminated, which was the Milwaukee Bucks. The Indiana Pacers were a a five-and-a-half-point underdog against the Milwaukee Bucks with an astronomical total. I think one of the highest, if not the the highest uh, total we've seen in the NBA game. This number was around 256-and-a-half, 257. Uh, Did get under the total in this game, but more importantly, the Indiana Pacers, who are sleepy, uh, beat the Milwaukee Bucks to advance to the finals, which will be on Saturday night in Vegas by a score of one twenty-eight to one nineteen. Two hundred and forty-seven points scored uh, in this game, and it was was that first quarter that you know really derailed that uh, total. If you did have the over in this game, but the talk of this game here was Tyrese Halliburton with another. Uh, stellar performance 27 points for him in this game 15 dimes he also chipped in with seven rebounds and I know in the game earlier this week Sleepy uh, against the Boston Celtics he notched his first career triple double uh, against the Boston Celtics but a pretty impressive performance here for the Pacers here Sleepy to advance to the finals for this uh, uh, first in-season tournament
1: I'm very very surprised that the Pacers got this far I think when this entire in-season tournament opened up. I think the Pacers were like 14-1. to 1. They were like the second-to-worst team to go ahead and uh, win this entire thing. So I guess it's nice to go ahead and see, you know, I guess like the underdog go ahead and cause a lot of chaos here. But Halliburton, man, I don't know where you have this kid right now, but, I mean, he's like – he's playing like a top-10 NBA player come from out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, he was good. I think we we kind of knew that. But did we know that he was going to be this good? So – you know, he's clearly taken over this Pacers team. I mean, the Pacers, um what are they like twelve and eight on the year? I mean, this is pro- like technically yeah. like supposed to be like one of the worst teams in the league coming into the year. So this this team clearly has a franchise player, a guy that changes the game. You know, he can shoot, he could dribble, he could rebound, he could do pretty much anything. So uh it looks like it's probably gonna be the Lakers there, went off. So they're gonna yeah. have their hands full, obviously, with Halliburton. But you know, fourteen to one for this team to go ahead and win. If you went ahead and you played the Pacers. You know, you're sitting with a really, really nice ticket right now.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, like you mentioned, Tyrese is just playing at a superstar level. I mean, you read my mind. I was going to say he's playing like a top 10 player uh, this season in the league. And again, another dominant performance uh, from Tyrese Halliburton. He's really just fun to watch. and. Sleepy, I think the more impressive part for me for this Pacers team over the last two games of this uh, in-season tournament is that they've been able to get stops when it matters the most, especially in that fourth quarter down the stretch. We saw them do it against the Boston Celtics in the quarterfinals and then down the stretch against the Milwaukee Bucks. uh, They were able to uh, not only close the game out, but get the defensive stops, and I know. This season, this team has been one of the worst defensive rated teams. but I think I've been really impressed with the way uh, they've been able to close out these games against two of the premier uh, teams in the Eastern Conference in the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. But outside of Tyrese Halliburton, you know, Miles Turner had a great game uh, for the Indiana Pacers as well. I mean, they were picking and rolling uh, the Milwaukee Bucks to that 26 points. Uh, four miles turn in that game. He also chipped in with 10 rebounds. Uh, Buddy Hill did have the great shooting night. Uh, He was only 3 of 11 from the floor, 0 of 6 from three-point land, but he also had 11 rebounds in this game. Uh, They out-rebounded the Milwaukee Bucks 51 to 46 in this game, 30 uh, assists as a team for the Indiana Pacers, so overall a Great performance from the Indiana Pacers. They advance to the finals. And like you mentioned, Sleepy, the Lakers right now are up by 23 points over the Pelicans with about midway through the third quarter. So it looks like it is going to be the Lakers and the Pacers if, um, you know, Lakers are able to hold on here. But I know you and I both watched the first half of the Lakers. Uh, and LeBron, you mentioned it. it. looks like he's playing out there like he's 23 years, old, 23 years old here, Sleepy.
1: Yeah, he's got 30 points, and he's only like midway through the third quarter. Yeah, I'm watching him like jump around, hop around. He looks young. And I think that, you know, one of the things with this in-season tournament that the players are certainly uh, enjoying is the fact that they're going to get a couple days off in the middle of the season. So it's not just like, you know, you got to grind all the way to that all-star break. You know, the players are getting you know a little bit more than just an incentive. I think you told me like they're getting like a half a million dollars for the winning team. They're going to get a trophy. Yeah. You know, there'll be award for the MVP. But the rest of the league and and even the teams that are participating, they have to enjoy, you know, getting a second break during these long NBA seasons. Because the players have complained, you know, we're seeing guys sit out left and right, left and right. Hopefully, this goes ahead and puts a little bit of a you know fire under their rear ends to go ahead and go out there and play the minimum games to get the MVP, you know, to go out there and play these in season tournaments like they actually do matter, uh, you know, not only for the record but also for their pocketbooks and, and in their, and their trophy cases. So. I like uh, I like what I saw. i got to be honest with you, though. It seems like a lot of teams, for some reason or another, that they're not playing a whole lot of defense in these in-season tournaments. I ended up playing under the other night, and I don't know how I hit it. It was the Suns and the Lakers game. Went ahead and played that under the 226.5. That line closed went off at 231.5. So yeah. I was worried, and I'm like, man, all this money is coming in here on these overs. And like you were just talking about with the Pacers and the Bucks game, I mean, historical totals we're seeing. So I don't know if you noticed anything, if it's just like, are, are these teams just not playing any defense at all? Or, or really what, what might be the case? But, you know, looking at a total like that, I mean, it's just scary going ahead and playing under. And it might even make you timid to go ahead and play unders the rest of the year just because of the results of this tournament. So um, I don't know what to make of that yet. I guess so, you know you and I can discuss that and chop it up, but, you now, what do you attribute to these totals just going over and being placed in, at the odds maker so high?
0: I think when we talked about the group stage uh, for this NBA in season tournament, the biggest thing um, when we talk about how f- for the differential was the first thing is point differential matters. And I think we talked about this that if you notice in some of the games during the group stage, That even if some of these teams that were up by double-digit points, whether it was by 15, 16 points, you still saw the starters out there because they knew that they had to rack up the points. This goes back to one of the games earlier, uh, I believe it was the Boston Celtics taking on um, the Chicago Bulls in the group stage match. Um, and I think it was like midway through the third quarter or the fourth quarter, and the Celtics I think had to win that game by at least twenty three points for them to uh, qualify for the knockout stage. And the Bulls had Andre Drummond in the game, and when the Buck, oh, sorry, when the Celtics were up by twenty three points, they were intentionally fouling Andre Drummond to send him to the free throw line, knowing historically and throughout his career, he's not a very good free throw shooter. And Billy Donovan and Joe Mazzulla, the head coach of the uh, Boston Celtics, uh, Billy Donovan actually approached Joe Mazzulla like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, well, you know, I need to win this game by X amount of points. That's why we're fouling. And I think at that point, Billy Donovan understood that, hey, all right, I, I see why. So I think that's one thing that going next year, Sleepy, that we'll have to keep in mind that a lot of the times that these odd makers and the bookmakers may not know that point differential is the first, you know, differential between a team that has the same record. It's not head-to-head meetings. It's actually point differential. So I think that's one one thing that attributes to somebody seeing some of these totals at a very, very uh, high number, at least for, you know, this part of the season.
1: Yeah. Okay. I do remember us having that conversation. So the point differential actually does matter. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So that's something that we'll keep in mind uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, next uh, next season for the uh, in-season tournament. But also, Sleepy, kind of to wrap it up here about the in-season tournament, even, you know, it's kind of like the NCAA tournament March Madness that some of these teams are still fouling to the very end and maybe those extra free throws or those extra possessions down with a minute left can push some of these totals over the number uh and again maybe the odd makers aren't catching up to that so i think that's something that we'll definitely have to keep in mind um you know going forward anything else you want to mention for this uh in season tournament
1: no i mean i i went ahead and we did our our uh our podcast there last week i went ahead and took the pelicans and That's going to be a loser. They're down by 30. So I'll I'll, I'll put a bow on that on the in-season tournament with my pick with the Pelicans. Turned out to be a dud.
0: Yeah, it seems like it will be the Lakers and the Pacers for the final on Saturday night in Vegas. I know you and I were kind of talking about what the line would be in this game. And we're thinking it's what, minus three and a half, minus four in favor of the L.A. Lakers.
1: I would assume that the Lakers are definitely going to go off as the favorite. Um, I mean, when you put LeBron in that type of a game. I actually do think that experience will matter. It's not just, you know, hey, it's LeBron and AD. But I think when you get into this type of setting, you know, this is kind of like, you know, there's a big prize at the end for all these players, right, if they win this game. So they may tighten up. There may be some nerves. You know, it's a a new setting. But what game really hasn't LeBron or AD been in in their careers? Like they've been in the biggest games in the entire league. And then, you know, you really can't say that for the Pacers. So I think the odds makers are going to look at the Lakers, um probably at least at three maybe three and a half four points somewhere in that area that's where i would say you know that this line would come out but i wouldn't underestimate the pacers i mean if they can go out there and play the way that they did against the bucks and kind of duplicate that effort i don't see any reason why they can't take down the lakers
0: yeah i mean i agree the pacers have looked really good uh throughout this entire in season tournament it's gonna be interesting to see that if the lakers are up by 25 30 points at the end of the third quarter Do we even see Anthony Davis or LeBron James uh, enter the fourth quarter um, just because they are up by that many points? So it's definitely been a a fun uh, in-season tournament uh, thus far. So you be turning the page here. Uh, We do have regular season games on the Friday schedule and a couple of intriguing matchups that we'll talk about here. The first one is going to be an Eastern Conference matchup between two teams that did get uh, eliminated, eliminated, In the in-season quarterfinals, which was the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics, they're going to match up in Boston here on Friday night. I'm currently seeing the Boston Celtics are a six and a half point home favorite in this game, with a total of two twenty in this game. And just looking at the injury report, I did see that Kristaps Porzingis, who has been out for the past several games for the Boston Celtics will be making his return in this game against the New York Knicks. He is officially listed as probable uh, in this game for the Boston Celtics and then for the New York Knicks. Pretty clean injury report uh, as of uh, Thursday evening here. So do you think about this game, Celtics, a six-and-a-half point home favorite hosting the New York Knicks.
1: I think the one thing that worries me about taking the Knicks here is the fact that the Boston Celtics are still undefeated at home. This team's won nine straight games at home. And I think we could probably go back to, you know, some of the really, really good teams over the last couple of years. Like, the Warriors kind of ring a bell where, you know, they went out there with KD and they were like, we're going to break the all-time win record. And I think that these really, really good teams at times, like they, they set season goals. Like, yeah, the goal is to go ahead, win the NBA title, but they also set other goals as well. And throughout the season, I mean, things can pop up. I think that this home record right now with the Celtics is something that's popping up for them, where it's like, you know what, let's see if we can go ahead and keep on winning our home games. Unfortunately for the Celtics, they lost their last road game, and it was against the Pacers. Uh, so it's kind of like a bounce-back situation for them. And I know the Knicks, too, You know, it lost their last road game, and that, that came against the Bucs. Um, I feel like the number's kind of right, though, because I, I, I like the Knicks. The Knicks are playing really well. I mean, they're only three games behind Boston right now sitting at 12 and eight, six and a half feels like the right number. If I were forced to play a side, I would probably go ahead and take Boston just based off the fact that there could be a a little motivational with the fact that they're undefeated there at home and they might want to go ahead and keep that up. Uh, So it would be a very, very slight lean for Boston, but more than likely I'll probably pass the game.
0: Yeah, so I was looking at taking the Knicks here because since the 2020 season, they've been the best team in the association on the road 81-54-2 81, 54, and 2 against the spread in road situation since the 2020 season. Uh, that is uh, right at 60 percent. And over the last couple seasons as well, that number has been even better uh for the New York Knicks at 62.5 percent as the away team. So I think this is a good revenge spot here for the New York Knicks. Like you mentioned, that you know, when we talk about the Eastern Conference standings and division you know, games as well. I think this is a good opportunity for the New York Knicks, and they've been one of the better defensive teams as well uh, under Tom Thibodeau, and that has translated this season as well for the New York Knicks. I know Julius Randle had gone off to a very rough start shooting the basketball, but he's turned it around as well. Um, So I think this is going to be one of those games where we do see, you know, two teams coming in, knowing what's at stake here. Um, I don't want to say it's a really a letdown spot after what's uh, transpired for these two teams. In losing the in-season tournament. But I like the form, like you mentioned, that the Knicks are in right now. So I would take the Knicks here plus six and a half um, against the Boston Celtics. Do you have any other thoughts for this game?
1: No, but that was one of the things that I think that um, that was kind of keeping me off the game more than anything. Is the fact that like this Boston Celtics team, they're always going to have a target on their back. But the fact that they are undefeated, we know that this is a big rivalry. The Knicks got to be mm-hmm. coming to this one going, let's give this team their first loss. I don't know going back even to last season, but, you know, I think we're we're talking at least like double, triple revenge here for the Knicks. So, you know, this could be a high motivation spot for New York, too. So, like I said, six and a half felt right to me. It'll probably be a pass for me. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with that game.
0: Yeah, let's go over to the Western Conference. And I can't believe this is already the fourth matchup this season between these two teams. And that's going to be the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder uh, this season have won two out of the three matchups against the Golden State Warriors. They are 3-0 and against the spread uh, against the Warriors this season. And the over is also 3-0 and this season between these two teams. But they were uh play in Oklahoma City where the Oklahoma City Thunder are a three and a half point home favorite here with a total of 236. And quickly looking at the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, we know Gary Payton II is out. He's dealing with a right calf strain. He might be out for some time. And a pretty clean injury report here for OKC Thunder. Uh, everybody seems like they are going to be a go in this game. So I mean, what are you thinking about this game here? Minus three and a half in favor of the home team, the Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: You know what's interesting with this Oklahoma City Thunder team? I think this is going to be a good team to probably fade on the road. And I'll tell you why, if you've been watching Oklahoma City and you've been watching what happens when Josh Giddy gets the basketball, there's no way in hell that that kid is not in his head because every time he's on the yep. road, all you hear are booze, so mm-hmm. whatever he allegedly did or whatever um people have gotten the you know the words out you know that that he's you know not the cleanest or squarest player away, according to you know, what we see on social media and the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think that affects him because I've been watching him, especially on the road, and he looks like, um, I want to say like a scared cat, but he looks like he's very, uh, you know, he, he's very reluctant to shoot the basketball when he's just sitting there wide open. He's like he's looking for that extra pass, uh, more or less just just trying to set up this offense and, and try to get the ball moving out of his hands. And I think that that's hurting Oklahoma City. I saw them last night play, you know, your Houston Rockets and. Um, I think you would probably agree, agree that Oklahoma City is, is a little bit better than Houston, but you know Houston outplayed them pretty much, I don't know, maybe like three, four minutes into that basketball game all the way pretty much yeah. to the end. And one of the things I noticed was Josh Giddy was just getting booed the entire game. So I think that that, that hurts them. At home, um, that I, I'm i not going to say that they, they realize the same thing. They went off, but I think that at home is where, where they have to butter their bread yeah. right now. Um, I don't know if I would take Oklahoma city here in this game. Like you said, you know, they're up on the season series. Um, these teams score a lot of points. I think they had 108 or 280, 250, uh, 237. The total in this game is two thirty-six and a half. and a half. So all three of the games I've gone over this number, I would actually consider maybe going ahead and playing the over. I think maybe that that might be worth a look. And like we were just talking about with this in season tournament, Maybe they're still in that mode of, hey, we can go ahead and be lazy and not play defense. Let's see how long we can get away with it, you know? So maybe this game goes over. Um, lean maybe to Oklahoma City, but the over would probably be a wager I'd be willing to make. If I could get a two thirty-six I'd probably go that way.
0: Yeah, uh, this was a play I loved in this game, uh, was the actually the over in this game. And like you mentioned, they've been scoring points at will. Uh, In this uh, in the three matchups uh, thus far this season, Oklahoma City has been one of the best teams um, as far as against the spread uh, this season Uh, at home this year, uh, the over is six and four and then in the Golden State Warriors road games this season uh the total is let's see here 5 and 5 so not much of a uh nothing there to uh separate the over or under or at least for the warriors uh in their away games but like you mentioned uh both these teams have been scoring points uh, in the three matchups. so i do like the over in this game and i think that's a great point that you also brought up about josh giddy i think it was the first game at home where the, you know the news came out about you know josh giddy's situation where You know he got introduced and the the crowd was actually cheering for him. Uh, So like you mentioned, it's been the complete opposite story on the road uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So this is going to be definitely a fun game to watch. Uh, One of the games that I'm going to have on my screen for sure here um, in the fourth and uh, I think should be the final match of the season between these two teams. So both Sleepy and I do like the over uh, for this game. Sleepy, anything else for this game?
1: No, I will say this though. Um, No SGA, no Steph Curry in our friday five that's going to be a first that we probably didn't have one or the other but this week yeah no sga or no curry so stay tuned for our friday five should be interesting
0: yeah i really do i think we took a a couple of different angles on our friday five for this week so definitely excited to see how it does pan out uh so let's get into our best bets here for the friday card uh i'll lead us off here uh my best bet i'm gonna go with the sacramento king's uh, They are on the road against the Phoenix Suns in this game. And currently the Phoenix, uh, sorry, the uh, Sacramento Kings are a one and a half point road favorite here over the Phoenix Suns. And looking at the injury report, I think um for the Phoenix Suns is the most significant story here because Kevin Durant. Uh, and Grayson and Allen have already been ruled out for this game. Uh, Grayson Allen with dealing with a right groin strain. And also Kevin Durant is dealing with the left ankle sprain. So both those guys are going to be out. So it looks like it's going to be the Devin Booker show for the uh, Phoenix Suns here. But from a matchup perspective uh, in this game, I think that defensively, the Phoenix Suns are going to struggle in this game uh, when we talk about. De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest players, if not the fastest player in the entire association. I think he creates a definitely a mismatch uh, for this Phoenix Suns team. And I'm not sure that they have somebody that can keep up with the speed or even stay in front of him. Sacramento this season on the road, um, as far as the spread goes, I know they are only 10 and 9, but I think this is an opportunity for them to go into Phoenix and and you know without Kevin Durant in the lineup for the Phoenix Suns to really steal a victory here I I feel like that this number has not been moved enough with the absence of Kevin Durant because we were able to see what Kevin Durant has done for this Phoenix Suns team when Bradley Beal hasn't been in the lineup and when Devin Booker hasn't been in the lineup so for me it feels like that the Sacramento Kings will come into this game and say hey let's let Devin Booker do whatever he wants and let's make sure we play good enough defense on the other guys. Um, And I just don't think that the Sacramento Kings have enough to compensate for what they have offensively over the Phoenix Suns. We talk about the Kings team. You have Sabonis. You have De'Aaron Fox. Keegan Murray looked good uh, early on in that game against the Pelicans in that quarterfinals. Um, Harrison Barnes, I know he's been up and down this season as well. And they have guys coming off of the bench like Malik Monk, who's been playing absolutely great basketball for this uh, Sacramento Kings team as well. So I think there's an opportunity for the Suns to go into the desert against the Phoenix Suns and, and get a victory here. So my best bet, I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings minus one and a half here, Sleepy.
1: All right. Good pick on that one. I'm going to go ahead and play the 76ers minus the seven and a half points. Embiid's coming off of a 50 point game. And I think that Philadelphia is one of those teams where. They're going to beat up on the bottom feeders and even like the mid pack type of teams. I think you have to ask yourself, like, where is Atlanta right now? Well, record wise, Atlanta's what? They're, I mean, they're not any better than really like 500. I mean, they're kind of like a 500 team right now. And I think Philly instills their will on on those type of teams. I don't think Capella could, could slow down Embiid. And Embiid beat. And beat had, what do you have, like 30, 35 points the last time these teams played? I know Philadelphia won that game and covered that spread. I think Philly could probably do that here. Atlanta's lost four of their last five games, but I think the big question mark here, and I don't think it's a problem to lay seven and a half now because Trey Young is listed right now with the illness, and a lot of players right now, I mean, I'm doing this podcast sick. I know a lot of players are getting sickness. I mean, you just see illness all over. I mean, it's just that time of the year. And if Trey Young's out, this line probably goes to nine, maybe even ten points. And if he plays... I'm not sure it really drops below seven. I mean, seven is a key number in the NBA, so maybe it just sticks at seven. I see it creeping up. You know, I see some eights out there, too. So I think it could move three points in, in one direction and maybe only one point in the other. So I will play Philadelphia here minus the seven and a half. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they look to go ahead and beat up here on Atlanta. And the way Embiid's playing right now, you know, you know how it is, off. Like when these guys get in a groove. I mean, we've seen it. Countless players like Donovan Mitchell is a guy that just kind of rings a bell to me when he gets in a groove, he can fire off 40 point games night after night after night. And I think MB kind of in that groove right now, coming off a 50 point night. He's going to want to go ahead, make a statement here in this game. And I think he's just, he's just going to completely crush Capella in this game. So I like the Sixers minus the seven and a half. I'll make that my best bet.
0: Yeah. I love it. Seven and three is the golden number for the Philadelphia 76ers at home. this season seven and three straight up. Seven and three against the spread, and the over is seven and three uh, in those games. I want to be opposed to taking a Sixers team total to go over in this game either, just because um, you know Atlanta hasn't been playing great defense, and they are one of the worst teams against the spread this season, where they're just five and fifteen against the spread uh, in the twenty games that they have played this season. So I do love that pick. I do expect MB to dominate here um, against the Atlanta Hawks, as he done as he has done all throughout his career. So, there be a lot of great things happening over on pregame.com. It's that time of year where we have a lot of sports going on between college basketball, college football, bowl season is here. Obviously, NBA is in full swing as well, NFL as well, uh, hockey as well. So, what do we have going on right now for our wonderful listeners over on pregame.com?
1: Well, for you listeners of the NBA podcast, if you go to pregame.com and you can enter either East 15 or West 15, and you guys will get $15 off any purchase there at pregame.com. I know Fezzik right now has his discounted game of the year guarantee. You only get one of those the entire year. And that's for this Saturday. And that's the Army-Navy game. So Fezic is he's laying down a monster pick on this one. You guys can save 15 bucks on that particular pick. Uh, you guys get all weekend or access. You get a uh, uh, college bowl season, whatever it might be. You guys can go ahead and take $15 off. Again, it's either East 15 or West 15. They're at pregame.com.
0: There it is. So, again, make sure to head over to pregame.com and take advantage of the great promos happening right now. So, let's get over to our Friday 5. And last week's winner was Money24. His Friday 5 consisted of Desmond Bain. Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, and Nikola Jokic. So congrats to Money24 on last week's win. But hey, Sleepy, you and I, we're going to look back to get to the winner's circle with our Friday 5. You want to lead us off um, for our Friday 5 this week?
1: Yeah, let me throw the uh, the two curveballs, if you don't mind. Let me, let me throw yeah. the guys that I don't think a lot of people are going to have. And uh, I guess first thing I'll say is my apologies for last week with the Friday 5. I actually did not post that until late in the afternoon. So we only had a couple entries and I thought we were going to win. Not the case. I guess that's what we get for, uh, you know, going ahead and posting that late, but I'll throw some curveball picks there. I like Mikel Bridges. I know Bridges coming off of a pretty big game, but the Washington Wizards don't play any defense at all. And I think Probably more than likely, Bridges is going to go ahead and look to try to duplicate that that next game. You know, these guys get hot, they get in the zone, you know, they're heat checking. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bridges has a monster game. I think the same thing kind of goes here for DeMar DeRozan. You know, Derozan's going to end up playing the Spurs. The Spurs are one of the worst defenses in the league, but it all comes down to Zach Levine's going to be out. So who's going to score the basketball for the Chicago Bulls? Uh, more than likely, it's going to be DeMar DeRozan. So I'm going to take two guys that I don't think many people are going to plug in their lineups. I'll take Bridges, I'll take DeRozan and I like both of those guys. I could see 30 plus for both of them and I think that that's that's at least a good uh a good floor for us to start with here, Manoff.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. I, I really like the DeMar De, uh, DeRozan angle going up against his former team in the San Antonio Spurs. Uh he's played in four games against the San Antonio Spurs since joining the Chicago Bulls and in those uh four games he scored 32 40 33. Uh, and then the last game back in February of last season had 19 points, but it turned out to be a really bad shooting night. But again, without Zach Levine, that opens up a lot of shot opportunities for guys like DeMar DeRozan uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. And I mean, you mentioned with Mikhail Bridges, this Washington Wizards team, just not very good uh, defensively at all, putting it lightly, especially against the backcourt. And in the last game, at least over the last two games for Mikhail Bridges, he scored 42 against the Orlando Magic and then 32 last um Wednesday or this past Wednesday, I should say, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh I'll be the one to go with the chalky guys here, uh, Sleepy. So first guy we wanted to put in there, I think the obvious pick will be Devin Booker. Uh, without you know, Kevin Durant in the lineup. We saw what Kevin Durant did when both Bradley Beal and Booker were out of the lineup, and now it's Booker's turn Booker's turn um, you know, to carry the offensive load for this Phoenix Suns team against the Sacramento Kings team who likes to get up and down the floor. So I, I do expect to see you know pace in this game between these two teams. And obviously, the usage rate for Devin Booker is going to be through the roof, especially without Kevin Durant out there. So uh, I do expect him to be at least at 30 to 35 points in this game uh, for the Phoenix Suns. We're also going to go with Luka Dantage against the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Sleepy, we didn't even talk about this, but Luka had a triple-double in the first half Against the Utah Jazz in the last game, where he ended that game with 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. But in that first half, he had 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists for the Dallas Mavericks. So I think, you know, we've consistently had Luca in our Friday night, or sorry, in our Friday five. He's performed really well on Friday night. So we'll throw Luca in there as well. The last guy we want to throw in there, the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid. I mean, we talked about uh what great of a season thus far he's average uh having averaging 33.1 points per game uh last uh Wednesday or this past Wednesday he finished the game with 50 points against the Wizards and at least in five straight games he's had 30 plus points uh for the Philadelphia 76ers and again i think it's a matchup issue for the Atlanta Hawks going up against Joel Embiid who again in the over the last 3 games has scored 42 30 and 32 against the Atlanta Hawks so I, that'll round out our uh, Friday five. So just to recap, Sleepy and my uh, Friday five is going to be Luka Dantage, DeMar DeRozan, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, and Mikkel Bridges. So hopefully uh, we uh, come out on top for the Friday five and we can give ourselves a pat on the back here, Sleepy.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, I guess we'll find out. Because if it, like when you were saying, like we're going to take the chalk. We were talking about these guys the other night. I think you and I were, were texting or exchanging stuff in the chat. How mm-hmm. Luca went for forty, and B went for fifty. Um, yeah, had forty-nine. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, the entire league that night seemed like they were they were going bonkers. You know what's neat though? Like I was looking, and I'm like, all right, and B got fifty. I don't. This is just me, and I, I, you know, I'm not looking at the box scores every single night, but I don't remember another player getting fifty. You know, the entire year. I, I, maybe Luca might have did it. I don't know. But um, it just seemed weird. Like, I, I thought maybe I would have seen like some more 50 point games or something like that. Like, you know, usually you, you see a couple here and there. But do you recall any other player having a 50 point night?
2: I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics, they're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love. AG1. But I'm not speaking to that. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me if you can have that as your home base in a way that that center that equator that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy well I love it if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with AG1 try AG1 and get a free 1 year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkAG1.com slash That's drinkAG1.com slash Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against... Another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick Six app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick Six. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. um
0: against the uh it was Indiana Pacers because i remember they were talking about it on the broad, on the broadcast today uh for the semifinal game in the in-season tournament back on November 9th Giannis had a uh, 54 against the uh Indiana Pacers in 36 minutes so i think yeah i think Lucas done it Joel Embiid uh Giannis are the th- guys that are coming uh or off of the top of my mind and then on Wednesday like we were talking about offline uh, Desmond Bain had a career high 49 uh, against uh, uh, Detroit Pistons on Wednesday as well, as well. Uh, one more name that we talked about, uh, Paulo Pancaro had a career high 42 points. So um, it would have been fun to do a a Wednesday five, I guess we can say, but uh, yeah, we'll look forward to hit uh, forward to here forward to it here
1: on Friday night. Hey, I do have a question for you. What happened yep. with, um, with Durant being out? Cause I, I, I've been behind on on the NBA news.
0: So it's officially classified as a right ankle sprain for him. I know he's been dealing with a foot uh, injury, I think, since I want to say since last week. So I think they're just giving him kind of the day off or the uh, the night off and just kind of, you know, let him rest that foot a little bit because they did get Devin Booker back. So uh, I think that is kind of like, I guess, your turn, my turn (laughs) between uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant until they do get Bradley Beal back. Uh, we still, I know we've talked about this a lot on the pod as well as that. We're still kind of waiting for the debut of the big three for um, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. So I think it's just more of an injury maintenance thing for uh, Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah. That's why I asked. Cause like I said a little while ago, I had the under in that Laker Suns game and KD looked perfectly fine to me. So I was like, well, what the hell popped up? I thought maybe he had like an illness or something and that's why he got ruled out. So I'm just, Cross my eyes and dot my T's uh, trying to get all the news and notes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hopefully nothing too serious uh, for Kevin Durant. All right. Uh, so let me last order of business before we wrap up the episode. That is going to be our player prop best bet for the Friday night card. And like I mentioned, we got another one or another winner across the books on our last podcast where we had Steph Curry to go over five and a half assists, and i know you and i were talking about this off uh line as we're doing our uh show prep here and when i saw this number for this player i i kind of had to scratch my head and that's going to be jason tatum to go over 25 and a half points here against the new york knicks on friday night and you know maybe this number is um i guess at a discounted price or less than what we're used to seeing it for jason tatum because maybe christoph porzingis um he's back in the lineup and he'll contribute as well but Sleepy, historically Jason Tatum has done very well against the New York Knicks uh in his career and I'll kind of go back and you know look at over the past several games and what he's done against the New York Knicks so in five out of the last six matchups head-to-head against the New York Knicks this goes back to the last season I'll just quickly read off what he's done so he scored 26-35 14 points, but the last three games he's had 40 and then two matchups this season, sleepy against the New York Knicks. He's had 34 points and 35 points uh against this New York Knicks team. And on the season for Jason Tatum, um, he is averaging 27.6 points per game. Over the last five games, he's averaging 26.8. Last game was against the Indiana Pacers in the quarterfinals for the in-season tournament. He finished that game with 32 here. So to so me, I thought this number was a little bit conservative. I think there was off by one or two points here, which I was expecting to see that 27 and a half, possibly 28 and a half for Jason Tatum. But I really like him to go out and, and you, know, re, um, you know, rebound from what happened against the Indiana Pacers. Being at home against the New York Knicks where he's had a lot of success against his team here, Sleepy. So over 25 and a half for Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I think that you might look at Porzingis like it's a negative But I actually look at that as a positive—the fact that he's coming back. And I think that, like, if you are the boss, right, you get to make all the rules. It's your business. You're the boss. Jason Mm -hmm. Tatum is the boss of the Boston Celtics. So all the, um, you know, I guess let's just say, like, he gave control to, you know, all the other players on the team, and probably to Porzingis. But when somebody kind of leaves, or somebody's out, or something like that, you take all that control back. And I think that. I think Porzingis actually or I actually I think Tatum shot the most shots that he shot all year. I think he had twenty six attempts in the last game. Like, do you want to give that back up just because there's a guy coming on the floor? Like you wanna go ahead and you wanna have your big nights, you know, and you wanna have your biggest uh you know, biggest scoring nights of the year. So uh I would be surprised if Tatum didn't go out there and say, you know what? I'm not gonna relinquish all control back to where it once was. I'm gonna to try to take a little bit more here. So that's one of the things that I think with Porzingis is that it actually could be a positive and And you may not think that, but uh, like you were saying with against the Knicks, like he just dominates the Knicks. So um, it's one of those things where you put a guy in a pocket, you know, he's going to go out there and just do his thing. And, and the players around him know, like, just give it to Tatum. He's going to he's going to carve this team up. This is just what he does. He shows up for the next game. So I like it. I think the number is a little bit too light. Uh, 26 and a half, 27 and a half. Somewhere in that area, but I think Tatum, he goes for 30, 35 plus.
0: Yep. I love it here. So hopefully we found another winner here for our player prop best bet. Jason Tatum over 25 and a half points against the New York Knicks. So maybe that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's dream preview. Any parting thoughts for our wonderful listeners?
1: Yeah, again, go to pregame.com if you guys are looking to go ahead and save fifteen dollars off any selection over there at pregame. Uh simply enter code East fifteen or west fifteen. Uh being that there's not going to be any NBA games uh on Saturday or what, what is it, Sunday there Manoff? I know we don't have much of a, yeah, we don't have much of a schedule. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna release this pod and then we're gonna take one day off and then we'll be back next week uh when the when the league gets back to the you know the normal slate so i think that's the best way for us to approach uh the nba at least going into this week and uh, again if you guys go ahead and venture into that laker and pacers game hopefully you guys go ahead and make some smart wagers and win some money
0: yeah 100% so uh enjoy these final for the inaugural in-season tournament happening in vegas it is going to be the indiana pacers against the los angeles lakers lakers right now have a 41-point lead with about three minutes some change left here uh, in that second semifinal game uh, for the in-season tournament. Like we said, make sure to head over to pregame.com, take advantage of everything that's happening there, and we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Enjoy the games, and see you down the road.